This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by ATB. Looking for a way to give back? ATB Cares makes it easy for all Albertans to support the causes they care about. Donate to your favorite charity through ATB Cares, and ATB will match 20% of every dollar donated to eligible Albertan charities. To learn more and donate, visit atbcares.com. Enjoy the show! Hey fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody! I don't care who it is! This is a brotherhood, and if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us goes down, we have another, and another, and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them, bang them, bang them. Somebody light me up. Time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and of course, we are also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and welcome back. Like I said, uh, I'm sorry we're a little bit late this evening. I, I pulled a Kayla and uh, decided to be a few minutes late just to see what would happen. And I knew I was late when Kayla was texting me to say, hey, are like, are we running a bit behind or... Hmm, weird. Uh, so let's get right to our intros this evening. Uh, of course, the, the one and only uh, Mr. Jantler himself. Super fan, Mike. <laughs> Mr. Jantler. That's my father. Uh... <laughs> Well, you know, I, uh, I think, um, I, I, I don't, I don't know about that now. I mean, really, in our group, I think you're the Mister. <laughs> well, I am the senior. More, yes, experienced. Senior? No, not mature. I like. Um, I like senior gentler. That's hilarious. Senior gentler. <laughs> Come on! I'm now part of the global program, so that's nice. Diego's excited. Yes, well, there's one. There you go. So that's good. Well, two, three at least, because both myself and, of course, our other person who is here this evening, Commissioner Kayla, we're all excited about that. That's good. Hi, Commish. Super excited. See? (laughs) Very. Very excited. Senorita Commissioner? Is that Uh, like... Yeah. Sort of. Not really. (laughs) Seems like a double title. Yeah, uh, that's probably not probably <laughs> not what we need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of, I don't know how to speak Spanish clearly. How, but how did know. this all of a sudden become one of the like copy guy routines? I don't understand how that happened. <laughs> oh or my Mr. Goodness. Garvey. You know, either one. It could be it could be either. That's fine. Yeah. Um how are you guys? How are things? Yay. Not bad. Um little stuff up still from uh helping yesterday but yes. uh, otherwise not bad <laughs> yes we uh we were able to uh meet uh, over with uh Linda and Paul to um to go through some pictures and things with uh, for Brian um yes which was great oh com- commissioner's decided that she needs to be super person now so she's a big s just drop Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's all right. Did you put it in share mode again, or what are you doing there? Nope. All right. Well, nope. Uh, oh, 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 I am a late for everything, but I am. I don't know. I didn't know where I was going with that at all. Okay. <laughs> she keeps her one hand in her pocket, or whatever Lana says. I don't know. That's what it is. You want to uh, maybe turn your camera off and turn it back on again? That's weird. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, something's something's a little odd there. Um, so uh, yeah, no, we were over to uh, to to go through some pictures and things uh, uh, with Brian's old stuff, and of course, uh, Grace the cat was there, and Grace loves everybody, and so yes, yes, and which is lovely, but uh, does make a, a stuffy nose for Superfan Mike, which is yeah, ah. and a, little bit of, a little bit of dust too. You're in a basement, and some yeah. some things that haven't moved in a while. I mean, yes, it's uh, she she done remarkable work in that time and uh just there's just so much great stuff and some phenomenal memories and it was great to get a chance to just talk as well and as well as talking about old memories and just what's going on now and uh, i i was really just great to connect again face to face 
Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I, I haven't seen Paul since the 2019 Grey Cup. So that right. was Oof. was really nice to get that uh, that time yeah. to, to visit and things like that. So um, yeah, no, I, I was really glad we got a chance and I'll, 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 I'll show my, my little get there later. Um, I, I want to make sure you well, do your hoard first. So. Yeah. But I was just going to say one of the things that um, because Brian had a lot of, a lot of stuff uh, <laughs> in his own personal room um, and Linda is looking to move some of that. So not this week, maybe next week for the Horde, I might show some of the things that are available. So people, Ooh. if they're interested, could, uh, could you know, certainly purchase them uh, uh, through me or through her. Uh, and or if not, they can at least just appreciate and take a look. And who knows, maybe they can come home with something, uh, a little piece of Brian. That's a brilliant, cool. brilliant idea. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Uh, especially because we won't have a, a game to review next week so we'll we'll have some right. time to to throw some of that stuff in so that'd be amazing that's that's awesome fantastic plus well, there'll be a history segment so yeah Ooh, Ooh. how exciting wow um uh, so you know it's it's election day so for those of you who are joining us in the midst of it all uh, if you have already thank you for voting if you didn't what the hell? It's after eight o'clock already. Um, and uh, we'll see how Light this, uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll see how that uh, all pans out. And um, uh, I know that I appreciate you taking time out of that to watch our little show and uh, have a few laughs with us. Um, Commissioner, you're, you're, for some reason, you're still a big S. I don't know why that's uh, not coming across properly, but it's just no, doesn't that, want to cooperate today. That's okay. I was making a bunch of faces because I was hearing what I now know is fireworks. But at first I was like, wow, are people that mad? Like, <laughs> gunshots. Walking the street, firing the guns cool. in the air. Would be the first time. I was going to be the first time. And it's, it's like a double whammy of having to know that that's going to happen down there. People Sorry. 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 Too late now. Um, I do want to uh, have just a quick shout out. I'm, I'm wearing my my uh, my boys chargers yes. t-shirt today. Um, I was uh, lucky enough to to do my best Al Stafford there at the uh, Pee Wee and Bantam games yesterday. Uh, and it's, you know, so much fun. Like I love doing that. I love seeing the little guys play and, and you get a chance to be like, okay, this kid's doing this. And you you start to call the same name over and over again. And you realize, wow, that kid's pretty good. Um, and it was, uh, no, it, it was, it was really fun. And I got to throw in little things. Like I, I like the fact that they just let me <laughs> do whatever patter I want. And, uh, so there was two, uh, helicopters that fl flew over at one point and, it was in between plays, and I'm like, well, you guys didn't expect to fly over today, but the Chargers delivered. We have a uh -huh. nice fly over. I mean, they're, they're like, they were like 15 minutes early for the Bantam game, but it still, it still worked. Um, and, now, where uh, do they play? Yeah. Uh, they they play at uh, Wagner School at WP Wagner School. So oh, okay. Okay. Um, I've got two more home dates coming up, October third and tenth, I believe, that I will be there calling the games. And let me tell you, because uh, they go up in a scissor lift, and on a windy day, that's ah, a little nerve wracking. <laughs> but uh, luckily, we we stayed upright and uh, we had some had some good laughs. So uh, thanks to the Chargers and and if you are interested in watching some community ball, uh, check out the the CDMFA um, website and uh, come out and, and support some of these kids who are who are learning the game we love because it's it's a ton of fun to watch. So um, we got some. We got some news to talk about, I guess, before we get into our game, because I know we recorded last Monday and then all of a sudden on, on Wednesday, <laughs> uh, Wednesday, Thursday, one of those two, two days, our, uh, our entire week took a rather 180 degree so turn uh, where the news came out that uh, Trevor Harris hits the six game injured list with an action to that super fan. Uh, I was a lot of shock, obviously, uh, since we had heard nothing up to that point about there being an issue. I think it was Tuesday. Uh, he did practice and then pulled himself uh, just because the condition was getting worse. So it was Wednesday morning that we found out about it. Oh, by the way, he's on the sixth game. Yeah. It's like six game. What <laughs> what happened there? And then we found out later on that was uh, he had a problem with his neck and 
obviously that's the you know when you're talking the neck and spine that's something you don't really want to mess with no. as you could probably tell people more than anyone yeah um no, i might have a little bit of knowledge in that but just shock i mean we didn't know who was going to uh, step in for him or we're going to go with with uh, cornelius or are we going to leapfrog prukop uh obviously we did find out later but yeah it was uh my phone was blowing up probably like yours was on wednesday for sure oh absolutely yeah mine was mine was going crazy what about you commissioner what when you heard that uh, that was basically <laughs> all I had. I was like, oh, crap. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, so cool, cool. that's our season. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to admit, and I, you know, I I try not to be negative. I really do. Um, but I blew it that day because I believe my first response to you, Mike, was, well, let's look on the positive side. At least there won't be any games at Commonwealth after November 5th. Oh, like well, no, you know, like that. that's nice. I was, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty negative about it. Um, so <clears throat> needless well, we to were say, headed kind of in that direction anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's entirely possible. And to be perfectly um, honest, with our record at home, do we want a home game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent point. We should probably play or on the road. Or maybe do we want to be on the road? I'm just saying. I like the way you think, super fan. Mm. Not only do you think that we'd be better on the road, but you do think we're making the playoffs. I like this. This is, this is See? Yeah. Oh, super fans the most positive in the room today. I'm indifferent. Is that does that matter? <laughs> well, no, I don't. Think I mean, so. <laughs> you know what I predicted for this season? It has gone blown out of the water. Like, oh, <laughs> very sad. Yeah, <laughs> you you did go full Valentine. That's true. I totally. Almost, almost. Almost. That's right. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's Nobody full Valentine. Apparently, I almost did. Oh, thanks for catching me, guys. That's what we're here. We're here for you. Yeah. Um, uh, other news that we did get, though, of course, uh, Sir V was going to finally pay, play a game in green and gold. And I'm sure we'll talk about that when we talk about the game. And we know that uh, Moncrief was uh, drawing in at that Sam linebacker spot. So uh, that made for some interesting news as we rolled into the game on Saturday. So um, let's talk about the really good part of the game, the flyover. Like, that was amazing, right? Always. Always. Yes. It was a little uh, early. Oh. It yeah. was kind of funny. Usually they try and get it at the very end of O Canada, and <laughs> they just started coming. I'm like, uh, are we going to rush this song now? Or... <laughs> o Canada, we started. Like, oh, you've but, got uh, me. Yay. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been kind of funny, actually. Um, we were sitting in our dining room, and because um, we had our friends over, and all of a sudden, I... I could hear something I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh crap, it's a flyover. Let's run outside. Let's run outside. And then you see them go flying by the house. And yeah, it was pretty neato. Um, so that, that's always pretty exciting. Uh, but let's start with some other goods because there are some other goods to find in this game. Uh, Commissioner, let's start with you. Well, I think the biggest takeaway from this game was there was perseverance. They didn't just roll over and let a 14 nothing lead kind of get to them, you know, going into the second. Uh, finally get a turnover and then a touchdown. Right at, like, holy crap, he turned the ball over and got a touchdown? That is incredible, <laughs> which is sad but true that it is incredible. And then, you know, went into halftime and third, they kept the momentum going. I mean, talk about the negatives later. The momentum shifted, but I mean, it was, it looked like perseverance and that team wasn't going to give up. I think that's the biggest positive we can look for seeing as we had a, a rookie quarterback and there was a lot of mistakes made. I mean, the defense held us in as much as you, you could against the best team in the CFL. That, that's that's 100% fair. And I, I agree with you. Um, the, you know, the, the perseverance is, is a great takeaway from that. I, I do want to say that also based on our betting last week, so the sure overpaid did. because they did, <laughs> uh, the offense Dokes. did get a touchdown. So, uh, so I, I lost that one. Good job on this one. I thought there were definitely some positives in Taylor Cornelius. Um, it was, 
you know, certainly his first game. Mm-hmm. And while we have seen a raw rookie come in and light it up, uh, you don't get rookie uh, Ricky Ray all the time. So uh, this is a little more what a traditional first time CFL quarterback is going to look like. Uh, he's got a powerful arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could throw that ball. I loved the way he would roll out and move the pocket, which uh, is mm-hmm. something we haven't seen in a while. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. To, I mean, the, the only the one big knock, of course, is the three interceptions. Um, but uh, I think there's a lot to build on there. I think you can certainly work with some timing routes with the players and uh, just, you know, he's working with an extra DB that he's never had to work with before. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I thought there were certainly some positives there and, and I thought Servi did a great job sort of keeping his blind side clean. So. Yeah. And, and to add to that, um, the, I actually really enjoyed the, the chemistry between Tolliver and Cornelius as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, he, Tolliver didn't have, a huge amount of, uh, of yards, but I really like their interaction. I don't know. There's something there and maybe it's, you know, XFL and they have, um, that relationship prior with Jamie Elizondo, but I don't know. I felt something really unique and special in their dynamic together. Hmm. That, that's a cool, that, that's a cool takeaway from the game. Cause, uh, only watching it, you don't kind of get the same, feel of that of that kind of connection so um i know i want to talk about james wilder jr um yes super fan we talked about him last week being a big key to the game and he and he was a big key to the game 14 carries for 71 yards three catches for 30 yards and and two tds and that second one was god man i love i love watching guys when they do that just bowl guys yep. over and make the effort and, and hang on, like protect the ball, do all the stuff that you need to do. And, and he just, yeah, really, really blew my mind in this game. I, I thought uh, James Wilder was, was an exciting part of the game and, and, and a huge uh, positive um, even. And I want to mention too, Prukop, like with his 44 yard dash, yeah. that was pretty crazy. Like, wow. That was pretty impressive. Who saw that coming? So even um, had that was good- fun kick returns too well and i you know i did actually put that in there that i i can't believe that i'm gonna say this but this past week our return game was better than calgary's our our kick return correct return but but here's the thing on our punt return we didn't let it bounce off our helmets and go to the other team well that, that is true because much like catching you know catch you can't catch footballs with your face you can't catch punt returns with your face either so those are, or, those are footballs too yeah yeah so you know it's yeah they they were really helping me out on my proof that that's not possible uh and i'm just yes. happy that we had a better return game than anybody because that hasn't happened in i don't know it wasn't yeah. catch and fall down a long time let's go with that yeah we did have an actual return wow yeah um <laughs> I, uh, I I'm just I'm gonna read off some stats for you guys because I, I think this is interesting. Um, so the total plays in the game, um, Winnipeg had 49, we had 55. Total yards, Winnipeg 378, the Elks 377. Uh, first downs, Winnipeg had 20 and we had 18. Rushing, they had 24 attempts for 126 yards, we had 21 attempts for 134 yards. They passing, they were 19 of 24 for 252 yards. We were 19 of 33 for 243 yards. So there's lots that this was actually a really close game. And then we go into a couple of things that we have talked about before. Penalties. Winnipeg had... (laughs) Yeah. Winnipeg had six for 56 yards. We had nine for 90. Which is an improvement. It's not 130. Penalties, less yardage. That's fair. Uh, You knew that going in that Winnipeg was going to have, there was going to be a PI in Winnipeg because they have one every game. Correct. Yes. In the end zone. Correct. And we had two. One was taken call back, but (laughs) they're quite good at it. Yes, they're very good at that. Um, Time of possession, 32-48 for the Bombers and 27-12 for us. That's not bad considering how we were That's, after the first quarter. I guess that's a fair point. That's a fair 
point. Uh, fumbles, two by uh, becoming a TD. And interceptions, yeah. one for Winnipeg and three for us. So the things that we've been saying, penalties and turnovers can kill you. All the rest of the stats can be fairly close, but penalties and turnovers is, is kind of where this team had a rough go on Saturday. Well, I mean, two of the turnovers turn into touchdowns, so. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, that, that doesn't help so much. Uh, well. Yeah, you know, picky. Uh, let's go with some of the stuff that uh, weren't so good other than the penalties and the, and the interceptions that we just talked about. But, Mike, what, what else do you got in this game that we need to work on? Um, I don't understand what's happening with Darrell Walker. Uh, he had probably one of his worst games in green and gold for sure. Uh, drop followed by a turnover. It, it just didn't seem like he was in sync at all. Now, I mean, this is the first time he didn't even have more than two days to practice with the new starting QB. Certainly we'll see, but uh, it's been a, a pretty quiet year for someone that was, uh, everyone was very excited about seeing back in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And Mike, Mike Jones was our leading receiver with five catches for 60 yards. And that's not... Yeah, only 60 yards. I, I don't want to knock Mike Jones. He's been playing outstanding. And his role is to get that 60-yard, you know, because he's the he's like the third option, basically, right? But, right. But, he, uh, uh, like, I'm sorry, but he sh- if he's leading, <laughs> like our leading guy should be closer to 100. And we have some monster names on this team, and we're just not seeing them turn up with those yards. Yeah, I mean, Ellingson was second. Um, yeah, with 58, I yeah, believe Walker, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Walker had nine uh, targets and caught two. Not, And that's just not Darrell Walker-like numbers, no. right? No. There's certainly more. And, and with someone like Ellingson on the on the team, you got to figure that that spreads it out often enough. He should be certainly seeing more looks, and he did. But to only catch it twice on nine targets, that's yeah. tough. But again... This is the first time with the new quarterback. He'll have a full week to uh, try, practice together. So I'm hoping they get a little more chemistry going over. But Well, and, and like full credit, too, to the Winnipeg defense. I mean, sure. they were completely just taking that game under their control, too, and not allowing opportunities to go some of the time to Darrell Walker. I mean, right. some of the time it was his own fault. <laughs> completely <laughs> well i know the the one interception that was the the touchdown the pick six that the ball was thrown to darrell walker but I, I know they even pointed this out on on the game cast was that uh cornelius just threw that one a bit late so at, like it should have already been coming to darrell at like, almost at him when he's turned to catch the ball and you could see he turned and then the ball is in the air and that's why it gave the defender the time to 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 break on the ball so there's probably a combination of things going on like you said yep. mike but yeah there is that question of okay well we're, this isn't the darrell we're used to so it's a little different for sure well it seems like a little bit lack lack of <laughs> competition maybe like Winnipeg just maybe wanted it a little bit like the defender wanted it a little bit more than Darrell because on that one yes Cornelius like but I don't know I watched that play like five times and it just looked like Darrell was I know you're supposed to wait for the ball but there has to be a point of like being aggressive to go toward the ball if you know that you have a defender right on your back to be more observant and aware of what's going on. Yeah. So I'm not a pro, but that's just kind of what was going through my head, watching it and obsessing over it (laughs) unhealthily. (laughs) Well, you're a pro to us commissioner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Does that mean she's getting paid? Wait, Um, wait a second. Well, yeah, uh, that would be more than you. She's getting paid the same as you and I, Mike. Oh, my checks in the mail. Exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. Uh, Andrew Harris, once again, uh, an Elk Edmonton killer, I should just say, because he's been doing it for years. 133 all-purpose yards. Uh, Dembski had that back-breaking TD. Uh, I mean, like you said, Kayla, Winnipeg deserves some credit for the way that they played that night. Um, and uh, there's flashes of good, I guess, for us. Uh, I guess overall, oh, yeah. from, from what I saw, the one thing I will say is that for a home game for Edmonton, that was probably the most entertaining of the four games that yeah. they've had so far because you felt like there was a chance that they were in it. Yeah. And there were, it, it wasn't just 
punt, 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 right? Like there, there were some drives, a lot of goal, field, goal, field, goal. Right. And we did get three field goals. Whitey was perfect as per usual, but, um, but it is, yeah, it's, it it was still, I think a better feel overall. Would you agree? Oh, hundred percent. And super fan, you're on board with that? Yeah, 100%. Okay. For sure. Okay, good. Well, you can even tell, like, I wasn't there, but I don't know, Mike, you were, but on TV, I mean, when, you know, we got the touchdown and then the turnover and then that run by um, Prukup. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Prukup. Yeah. Okay. I could hear the crowd immensely on TV. So it must have felt quite electric. And I mean, what was the attendance? 22,000. Well, it was reported as just over 22,000, okay. but it certainly felt like less than the stands. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I mean, we sit on the west side, uh, and the west side was uh, certainly more full, it looked like, than the east side. Okay. But unfortunately, the cameras point east, so it looked yeah. really bad on TV for sure. But I mean, there's a lot of different things, factors going in there. Exactly. One thing I did notice about the crowd is that uh, wandering around at west of us at halftime, it was a much much younger crowd. Really? We saw a lot more people in that sort of 20 to 40 range, which is the range they've been looking for. Does that mean we're getting more of them or does that mean we're getting less of people over the age of 50 that are there? Because the average age in the CFL is in the 50s right. for your average attendant. Uh, but it has been for, you know, 40 years ago, it was mm-hmm. in the 50s. So we're still getting people. It just it seems that they wait longer to be going to the game. So, Well, just wait till the next home game and there'll be a bunch of millennial girls there so yes there will <laughs> oh my Mbop is what i gotta say about that oh hey that's... matt that no i think that's quite genius <laughs> i think that's you know way to bring in some crowd like i think it's at first i was like oh come on and i'm like actually i've been seeing a lot of a little buzz going on like not from football fans so <laughs> That brings it about. Exactly. And and hopefully they have a good time and then they want to go back. Like I, I think like you said, Mike, there was a ton of factors in this one. You had a, a little bit chillier weekend. Um, you had the new restrictions come in. Um, rain. Right. Rain for sure. And, and you have a three game home losing streak that was really difficult football to watch. And so we lost our starting quarterback. Right. So a lot of people kind of bummed. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, before we go to YouTube questions then, cause I, I, I if you have questions about the game, if there are the things that we were talking about earlier that you want to throw our way, uh, please get them in the chat. We will get to them. Uh, the internet will stay up this time because, uh, the culprit is beside me and getting, you know, petting. So he's quite happy. Uh, <laughs> so that's good. Not like when I'm there. Pardon? Not like when I'm there. <laughs> no, no. I try not to pet you too much. I don't know. <laughs> Not too much. No, I mean a little because, you know, we're friends. Um, that's why Kayla sits on the other side of the table from me. Yeah, she knows better. <laughs> Yay for video podcasts. And everyone that's Yay. ever listened to this uh, on the audio version has now turned it off because they're like, what is going on with these three? Oh, my goodness. Um Three. Exclude uh, me. Well, you were making the faces. Come on, it was funny. Um, all right, Mike, do you want to do your uh, your horde this week, and then we'll get to some YouTube questions? Sure. Um, I don't know if anyone can see right now. Yes, but, uh, I will come we, to you. We can, we'll take a look specifically so, so that they can look very nicely. Well, I'm just meant if people were actually watching live. Um, uh, well, good so, thing is these save, so they can still see it. I mean, if you're listening we'll, we'll to if you're listening to the audio podcast right now this is your cue to go subscribe on youtube so that you can see all of mike's amazing things like and subscribe correct all right so last week we talked about um the 2010 70s retro game and one of the things i showed was this helmet as yes people may remember this is a um uh, joe mcgrath number 63 lovely his helmet he wore in the 70s retros game so they wore this helmet and i had been um messaging uh, i had been mentioning that um it was looked kind of like more of an 80s helmet because it has the white face mask uh, it's a little slicker looking uh so people were asking what's the difference between the 70s and the 80s so again 70s retro mm-hmm. um but 
That is a 70s game war. Ooh. Big Butlers. He was a defensive back number 28. Uh, the two has fallen off since then, but you can still see the eight on there. Um, a little bigger um, decals on the side in the 70s than they did in the 80s. And, of course, the gray face mask. So uh, definitely a little different. <laughs> not a ton of protection for the old coconut in there. Um, no, not at all. Now, in comparison, this is what a game-worn 80s helmet looked like. So um, this is actually, they wore this until 1995. This is a 93. Okay. Uh, but they all look the same. Uh, bigger decals on the, or sorry, smaller decals on the side and the white face mask. So a little different. And I think, again, people might agree that this looks a little more like the 70s retro. So Yeah, absolutely. That's one. And then going to the jerseys. So we were showing off the Jason Goss jersey. This is the 70s retro that Jason wore for in 2010. Uh, we noticed there was the three stripes, white stripes on the sleeve and the yellow stripe. Um, to put that in perspective, this is what a 1970s wow. game would have worn. Uh, this is a, a uh, well-done um official a professional jersey this was not worn in the game uh whoever did it put the numbers on wrong the numbers should be up here but you can see only the two stripes on the sleeve uh and there's certainly a lot more green in between them versus and we'll just head off to mr brian kelly's game worn jersey where it has the three stripes and they're a little closer together wow oh. so like i said i think the the whole uniform both helmet and jersey had that more of a uh 80s feel to it for than the 70s and that's too bad we didn't do a 70s retro i'd like to have seen an uh, an 80s retro i'd like to have seen the 70s and the 80s look a little more accurate maybe but uh let's face it anytime they're doing retro stuff i'm in so let's be honest so i wonder what they're gonna do for the october 15th game because they're actually calling it the retro throwback night uh, I wonder if they're doing anything jersey-wise. It'd be kind of interesting. Oh, good. Another helmet. Yeah, well, that, um, you know what? I, I was thinking jersey, maybe, but you never know. It could be another helmet because, God, we, we want to go and spend $2,000 at the locker room sale, right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they want us to, so this is how they're working yes. on it. Yes. I want to make a mortgage payment. Yeah. But, you know, everyone's got their... You know, you're being really picky at this moment, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, uh, next week we will be showing a few things that are uh, from our good friend Brian Edwards uh, collection awesome. that will be available. Um, so we'll take a look at them. We can admire them and everything else. If people do want to purchase it, they can just get a, contact me. And then every couple of weeks we're going to sort of introduce things sort of slowly but surely. And, and hopefully they can find some new homes because uh, – it's a little piece of our friend, and, and every time you look at it, you're going to smile and remember him. So, come on up. Absolutely. Uh, I got a little piece here, too, that I want to show, so I'm just going to switch sure over did. to for two seconds. So, uh, this was my piece that I got that uh, I am pretty happy with. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that's a Franklin original. Uh, that's gorgeous. Hey! Hello, Pikachu. Diversity is strength. It's like you knew. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, I I love it. And uh, signed on the back and everything. So, um, of course, absolutely gorgeous. I mean, all of the oh, work he does is so good, so good. And uh, this one, I, I mean, it, like I got a perfect spot for it too. So I'm standing. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to get that one back in there. And and uh, oh, we lost. Kayla's picture again uh but we <laughs> so bizarre um but the uh yeah no I was uh really really touched um that I they thought of me for for that and uh, uh you know they they did let James know that I now you know have his address because I have the bill that has his return address on it and he seemed to be still okay with it so I do appreciate the fact that he was he was okay with me having that so uh, it'll make a nice addition in here and I will uh, make sure that it, uh, it, we recognize it. And, and it, every time, like you said, Mike, every time I look at it, I'm, I'm going to think of, of Brian and, uh, and James and, and that's, you know, that <laughs> it had his it address means. on the invoice. So, I mean, you know, book right. your flights as soon as we can. <laughs> <laughs> as 
soon as I'm allowed, then uh, I will do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, you mean, do you mean due to COVID or due to your wife? Both. Bit of both. Yeah. Um, I and think also one's just, less likely. You know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, and and probably not. It's not COVID. Yeah, uh, but right. still, I think. Uh, yeah, go, I, could you imagine just walk, go down, knock on the hey, how are you? That would go over <laughs> real well. Yeah, <clears throat> stalker much? No. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. sign a few things like my forehead. <laughs> just, just, just right, just like right here, so that I could get right to the tattoo parlor and just have right. That'd be good. Yeah. You're my best friend, signed James. That's that's all. I mean, it's not really. I don't ask for much. Number two and number fourteen. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. number one in your heart. Well, put fourteen on there because then it matches my jersey. It's all like you know, that's I wanna, true. You know, I, I want to keep the theme. Let's let's not get carried away. <laughs> not get no, carried Scott away like not me. going to his house and asking for a signature. <laughs> that's not carried away. But I mean, really, nope. don't put number two. Put fourteen. Um. Oh my, that poor guy is never going to let me in. <laughs> I'm gonna, the the next thing will come is the restraining order. Okay, uh, let's go back. Do we have any YouTube things that we need to talk about, Superfan? <laughs> well, again, we did lose the entire chat from the Perfect. last one. Perfect, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I'm not sure if that's going to come back, but we will look at that another time, maybe. Yes. If it does, uh, we do have uh, our, our good friend Joe Balineski is back with us, and he did tell everyone that uh, he does have a second belly button, which is very nice. Very important, um, yes. Uh, then he says he's officially breaking into my house. So I take back everything I, nice I just said. Um, although he does say mortgage payments are overrated. That's right. I, I tend to agree. But uh, our, yeah. our good friend and fellow CFPN uh, podcaster, Tim Capper, says that any uniform quirks ever happen in EE history, and he reminds uh, us about um, uh, the Owls one year wore their new, the blue, the Delta, the Triangle, Montreal mm-hmm. Alouettes logo in the 70s. Four, uh, with the seventy to seventy-three green jerseys, just in, in the okay. preseason, and it was just a very strange combo. And yes, that has happened in Edmonton as well. Uh, we have had, uh, you know, where the helmets or the jerseys haven't quite made it yet, so they wore the previous one with the new look. And yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, in nineteen sixty-six, uh, we had been wearing a new jersey we'd worn in half of sixty-four and sixty-five, um, and we had helmets that were metallic gold okay. and then in the preseason we wore the new look which is the modern what you'd call yellow uh mm-hmm. helmets uh with that look and then we switched to the new look which was again what we think of when you think of the 70s look uh, okay. so we had stuff like that and we had other things where they didn't have stripes or logos on the helmet during preseason and it was kind of like the wild west for sure in the 60s and 70s with logos and, and uniform changes so okay. it's happened several times and i'm sure it, uh, hopefully it won't happen again yeah, hopefully, hopefully not. Yeah, we don't want to uh, be wearing those uh, yellow Hamilton Tiger pant, cap, pants with our regular <laughs> jerseys and yeah, something like that, that happen at some point or some other. I'm thing, sure. You know, things. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Uh, anything else on there? Or because we lost everybody, that's about what we have for this moment. Uh, that's where we are right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do apologize to everybody that had jumped in and and was part of it and. Uh, my, puppy just wanted to uh, explore and this is what happens when you're a puppy owner i guess um but we'll we'll try and get that better for for next week when we're getting our game preview and and get some more questions in um let's uh, let's talk about some pickums uh because we we don't have a game preview this week but next week we won't have a game wrap up because we're kind of it's kind of like a pseudo bye week but because yeah, they're calling it a bye week, but we are playing like ten days later. It's not di- much different than playing the uh, Labor Day game on the Monday, after, if we would have played the week before on the Friday. So, well, and then we play Ottawa on a Tuesday night, and then we have a whole uh, we have we're off until the following Friday. So it's so right. it's like we kind of have two bye weeks, even yeah, though there's a kind of a game weeks. in the middle. So yeah, it's a bit bit odd. So we'll do uh, we'll we'll do the three games for this week, and then next Monday uh, we'll do the the full four four game slate, including the uh, the Elks game that'll be on the Tuesday night, uh, and that'll be interesting. A Tuesday five thirty game. So uh, that's going to be difficult for me to watch. I think <laughs> just because of regular scheduling, but that'll be fun. Um, 
all these odd nights coming They're up. Strange. It's, it's uh, anyway. That's uh, that's what happens. Uh, we've got Hamilton making their way to Ottawa for a game in the nation's capital. Uh, well, Commissioner, do you have anything more to add to that? Uh, I you benched Mazzoli, man. Like, get out of here. Mazzoli didn't even play last game. I know, but this is purposeful now. Yeah. <laughs> this is intentional. Um, I don't, honestly, I don't even know. What is Hamilton right now? Like, what are they at? Are they two and two? Uh, they're I'm trying to find. Three and three and three, are they not? Or three and three? Yeah, they're three, they? and three. three and three. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's what they're I tied thought. with Toronto. Yeah. Ooh. And then, okay. Well, I mean, Hamilton. Okay. Else, am I going to seriously pick Ottawa? Like, I don't know. You might. I mean. <laughs> I might, but you know what? They're probably going to win, aren't they? Come back, back to it me. It would be very. I got to think about it. Okay, this. I'll let you think about it. Okay, super fan. This is going to be a tough one. Um, as I, as you well know, I ended up taking um, Mr. Watford <laughs> at quarterback. <laughs> Um, who is, you know, the short yardage guy. Uh, and I mean, he went 19 for 22 yeah. in his game. So pretty good. No touchdowns though. And only 149 yards. So I don't think anything over, did he have anything over 20 yards? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think the game plan was to give him more than 20 yards. On the other hand, they still won. <laughs> they did win so... uh, against Calgary, no less, which was always great to see. Yes. Um, but, you know, the score itself doesn't tell the whole, just like in our game, like if we would have done well against those first two touchdowns, yes. but their kicker also it's missed true, three yeah. times out of a much bigger gap between us and Winnipeg, much like if they're not taking, uh, you know, punt returns or kick returns off their face mask, maybe yeah. uh, Calgary makes a closer game of it or even wins the game. So uh, we will see. Uh, it was great watching uh, no. I believe I get yeah, both I'm not, not gonna lie. it's just a long way of saying that uh, I, I think that Hamilton it, you know I just want to call a tie <laughs> you know what like yeah I, I think these are two teams that are kind of spiraling right now not yeah. really knowing what to do I'm still I'm still going to give the edge to the Hamilton defense and I'm going to say they find a way to win it'll be a close one but I'm going to say that Hamilton finds a way. I just, uh, unless Ottawa, all of, and all of their signing of receivers, uh, like, unless all of a sudden Kenny Stafford has a major connection with Dom Davis and, and he can, you know, co-host Kenny goes off. Um, I, I mean, there's a part of me that'd be like, yeah, well, let's go with the chaos. Let's have them win in Ottawa. That'd be fun for their fans. Sure. But yeah, I, I don't know. That that Hamilton defense is still pretty good. So I, I'm going to go with Hamilton. Uh, next game, uh, we move over now to uh, to Friday. Montreal versus Toronto. This one in Toronto. Um, oh, wait, Commissioner, we didn't get your pick for Montreal or Hamilton, Ottawa. What are you, what are you taking? It's okay. I was, was going to do a double duty when, <laughs> when we went to the next game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I, well, I, thought, I, you I, said, I... <laughs> thought you said Hamilton, then you said come back to me. So I blew that. But yeah. Um, did I not read to that Simone Lawrence is out for a game? Oh, I haven't read that yet. I thought I, maybe I am incorrect or that was an old thing, but I am going to actually go for the chaos and I'm changing my mind and I will say Red Blacks oh. pull out a W. Wow. Commissioner opposite. Okay. Yeah. It's true. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Montreal in Toronto we would usually start with, with Mike but this time because we let you go last Kayla I'm going to let you pick this time so Montreal and oh, Toronto oh, good. it's so hard for me to <laughs> emotional reasons so I won't and I will pick Montreal um, however I really like the effort that Toronto is putting in whether it's intentional or not or just you know a little bit of luck goes their way um, they did did lose the game to Saskatchewan, which I kind of assumed that that would happen last week. Anyhow, Saskatchewan, but I will give the edge to Montreal, and I think Vernon Adams is going to want a little redemption from last week. So, uh, 
Yeah, I'm just going hard for Montreal. All right, super fan. This is a tough one. I mean, these teams are both doing a lot better than a lot of the critics gave them credit for. Um, I'm just going to, I guess, go with the home team. Uh, It's in Toronto. Then I'm going to go Toronto. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go the home team. Wait a second. What? No. Okay. You're just trying to see if I was paying attention. I know. Let's go with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Montreal and Toronto. Um, I don't know. I know last week there were some uh, injuries to both Henoch Mwamba and Cameron Judge. Uh, I don't know where they're going to come out of because, of course, we record on a Monday night and injury reports and things are not out yet. Uh, But I think with those types of injuries that this is a big chance for Montreal to jump up in the standings a bit and and take advantage of where they're at. So uh, I'm going to give this one to... Uh, big play VA. All right. And say he returns, and uh, this goes Montreal's way. Last game, which I think is the hardest one, one is NBC. Um, so I know it's my job to pick first now, and I feel yep. like I should pull a Kayla and say, "Come back to me." But I am gonna nope. go. I am going to go with BC at home. Um, I think they have really started to put a few things together on that offense and the defense, and especially in the secondary, is 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 starting to come around. Um, they, you know, they were building early, uh, but I'm, I'm seeing more good things coming out of them. So um, I think with a, a, a bit of a pressure there on the front and the fact that I'd be happy to see Saskatchewan lose, I'm going to go with BC. Commissioner. Yeah, I agree. I think they're starting to find a rhythm. Riley's definitely getting a little bit more comfortable in his spot. And I mean, you have lucky whitehead. <laughs> You do. It's 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 hard to uh, to face a guy that is so slippery and fantastic to watch, and you know I'm just not gonna I, I'm not gonna pick Saskatchewan because I was right last time, so let's hope I'm right again, and I'm going BC. <laughs> Perfect, super. Fan. I'm gonna pick BC, the home team. No, um, <laughs> I'm just hedging my bets. They my are bets. the home team, so that's good. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that is the home team, so it's um, perfect. Yeah. Picking um, the home team, Saskatchewan. This is Wait, a tough what? one for sure. Yeah. I don't think Saskatchewan's been playing up to their potential near as much, and I think BC's I been playing, playing great right now. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's make it a sweep. Let's go with BC. Prop bet this week because uh, we do not have an Elks game, so have a game. we will do that next week and uh, have a little bit of fun with that. Uh, was there any other YouTube things that came in while we were chatting there, Superfan? Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, Tim Capper is asking, last time Edmonton played on a Tuesday. So that would be... I have no 2003. idea. 2003. Because it was Canada Day. I can't believe you... Well, why can't... I should be able to believe you know this, but um, it just blows my mind. I don't think we played after. We played, like, preseason games after. Right. On a Tuesday. I remember, I don't know, 2008, 2009... Uh, I was BC, but yeah, it was 2003 against Winnipeg. Okay. It's, it's Canada Day, when, and I think it was Winnipeg. Wow. And I don't think we did very well. Okay. We're not very great on Winnipeg. And we get two Tuesdays this this year now. We do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That should be rather interesting. Any other things in there or no? Uh, that's it. Uh, Wise Slug Oakley did confirm that it was 3-3 okay. three and three for Hamilton. It was their record. I need to congratulate oh, Joe perfect. and about the break-in. Excellent. So clearly Good. I need to move. <laughs> clearly. It's very important. Or get Wilson. <laughs> Wilson will Yeah, help. Wilson will help. Yeah, yeah. He's... I'd just like to correct something that I said. And that would be? It was Desmond Lawrence. It was a Lawrence. Oh, it was it, a oh Lawrence. okay. It was the other. Okay. So. My bad. Thank you to the corrections department. It's good to have that. Uh, that's good pickup. That's okay. You, st- you still picked Hamilton. Oh, you know you went with Ottawa because you went with the chaos. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Chaos theory. Love it. And yeah. Well, who doesn't take after Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> nice. Or Malcolm, I suppose, would be more accurate. That's pro- yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Yeg Podfest, presented by Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Alberta Podcast Network and Litfest, Canada's non-fictional festival. 
nonfiction festival, nonfictional. I don't know why I'm adding that in there. Nonfiction festival running October 1st through 3rd. Why Yeg Pod Fest will be held all online this year. So anyone can tune in to the, to experience it. Events include masterclasses with professional podcasters, which by the way, I've run done this ad is obviously not me, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> panel discussions, feature interviews, and more. Some of APN's member shows will be there too, so join us for the virtual party from October 1st through 3rd. And to check out the full lineup and get tickets, head to yegpodfest.ca. That's Y-E-G podfest.ca. Well, this was a little bit of uh, broken up fun, but we did have fun with it. And uh, I apologize again for those people who were tuning in early and we had that little bit of a technical difficulty. We'll try and make sure that that's uh, better smidge. prepared for next time. Uh, you but... can't see uh, Kayla. No, I know. I don't know. It's like she was there and then gone and there and then gone. And wow. I'm an enigma. <laughs> Wrapped in a riddle. That's, uh, that's why we love you. That's right. Uh, where does everybody find you when they can uh, well, like, when they can, can actually catch me. up with you there, Commissioner? My face, anyway. I will be on the Twitter, at Duchess Lombardi. <laughs> and you can possibly get in touch with me. <laughs> Beautiful. I make no promises. <laughs> Possibly? Maybe? Kind of? Sort of? Uh, you yeah. can find me at 56 Parkies, and then totally the fair. history uh, segment, fair. as well as, which is coming up next week, the return again of the history segment, as well as seeing some of the things from the Horde, will be at Edmonton History. That's at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Sit in front of a mirror every day. Wonderful. It's like It's like you've just practiced that. It's so good. Amazing, amazing. Uh, as always, make sure you're following Pay It Forward with Pay It Forward with Football, and uh, yes, and uh, lots of great shows coming out from the CFPN. You can check those at cfpodnetwork.ca, and of course, you can check out all the great shows on the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com, and uh, of course, uh, you can follow us. Join in all of the huddles that we have. It's at the Turf District. You can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, and of course, on Instagram. Uh, we are back and around there as much as we possibly can be, and we will be back next week as we try to set up the game against the Ottawa Red Blacks, uh, and we will uh, hopefully bring in some guests that I am working on so that we, uh, as much as it is wonderful for the three of us, to chat we like to get some other opinions in here too um so we're looking forward to that and make sure you join us and i'll make sure that i have all of the routers plugged in properly so that we can have a full show and uh, get some good laughs in so for commissioner kayla and super fan mike i'm andrew remember you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely talk to you next week 